0: ryan reese this is live with ryan reese call now one 564 6173 or post your questions using the hashtag #LiveRyanReese reese on his instagram twitter or facebook we're going going big tonight oh yeah we are yo yo we're
1: on (laughs) we are live on the radio we're We're going big hey tonight
2: we got our instagrams cracking yes so we're gonna do it live on instagram and see how it goes i mean i don't know should we go to facebook facebook might be all the old people i don't think they're up i know (laughs) you know what i'm saying i don't think so i I don't think so so like i asked you guys a couple minutes ago what are we gonna talk about tonight I don't know. Or should we just ask the, the listeners? Yeah,
1: the listeners need to um, control this show so, tonight. To add,
2: add some, uh, some questions, maybe yes. to our social media.
1: Exactly. Or to,
2: uh, I don't know, Instagram us. I, or I call have, in. I, maybe call in at 888-564-6173. The number is 888-564-6173. Call in. We take all calls. Last week, we had a crazy call.
1: We did have a crazy call.
2: Let's talk about that call. So we got a call from someone that was – um, I guess he, in his past, he was visiting um,
1: – Why do you say his past? We don't know. We don't know. Because he said, is it wrong? So he could oh. have been still um, going there.
2: So there was a gentleman that called in, which this is a very good question. Okay. Yes. Um, he called in and he says, is it cool to go to massage parlors? Oh, yeah. Um, because, you know, you know, you can go to those massage parlors and they, they have like the little uh, – the Christmas lights going on and they open up around 10 o'clock at night and then open till six in the morning. And normally people go there for sex or, you know, stuff like that. And we, you know, we talked about it and basically we decided that, um, no, you don't want to go there. Right. Um, because you know, half of those chicks are human trafficked, and it's not really, doesn't really align, um, yourself with the beliefs in, in God and stuff like that. You don't want to give yourself away to, to, prostitutes mm-hmm. or whatever whatever you want to call them. So my point is, we'll take any calls. Exactly. Yeah. Anything. Call in 888-564-6173. 888-564-6173. No question is a dumb question. Or a bad question. Or, or All right. a bad question. I have a
1: question that um, we didn't get to last week, and we're, we'll get to it right now. And it is... Um, I wanted to ask about finding the balance between following God's will and going after your dreams. How do you know to work hard towards what you want in life or just following Christ and letting him take control?
2: You're going to have to read that again. (laughs) Because I was literally looking at my Instagram.
1: And what happened? Everyone's blowing you up.
2: These things that were
3: popping up and I was trying to read them. This might not work for Ryan. He has too much ADD. Exactly. He's going to get so distracted.
1: <laughs> yeah, but let's just try don't it. Comment let's just try on <laughs> don't comment
2: on
3: comment
1: Ryan's. Don't comment on Ryan's. Comment on Sean
2: McKean. <laughs> yes, Actually, better yet, go to ryan-reese.com <laughs> exactly. at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, hey, they, can they even hear it? They can't even hear what we're talking about. Well, a little bit. No, they can hear they us. They can hear it. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, of so course. What's the Why question? would
1: you watch if you can't hear? You're just going to watch like a silent movie? Okay, Are you sure. Ask, ask a the question works. again. Repeat it for. The question is, Um. I want to ask about finding the balance between following God's will and going after your dreams. Okay? So we're talking about, do you go after your dreams? Is that different than God's will? How do you know to work hard towards what you want in life or just following Christ and letting him take control?
2: That is hard.
3: Well, I I would say that the Christian life has the one to do with, it's a journey of faith as you walk with the Lord. And I think they're both intertwined when it comes down to it, you know, because I, I think this is important. I was talking about to my wife about this, about our kids. Like I want my kids to be inspired for what God has for them. You know, it's it might not necessarily be a pastor in ministry. Right. Like, like I am doesn't mean that you're not walking with God because you're not like in a church building serving the Lord, you know, Um it's finding something that maybe God has late. It's like, Your passions, your desires and everything. This
1: is how this is how I looked at the question. Okay, Mm -hmm. don't you think that once you come to the Lord, Mm -hmm. that your dreams and God's will come into alignment like they're not separate anymore? Do you know what I'm saying? Like what you what your your desires become become God's desires, which is his will for your life. So if you're struggling between something that you think that is your desires or your dreams and it's different than God's will, then you have to pray that God aligns your desires with his will,
3: right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. And that's where I think you have to go with the peace of God. You have to back it up with God's word. Um, you know, we talked about this at the end of last show. Remember, we were, I was talking about your dad really quick. When he talks about that story where uh, Kung Fu was his passion, like that's what he wanted to do. That's where he was making his money. And then after he came to the Lord, he actually had these opportunities that maybe could have something could have came out of it. He could have started more studios and make a lot of money and stuff like that. Well, he had to discern like, was that what God's leading him to do? Because look, I'm I'm right with the Lord now. You know, I'm my wife, my, my marriage is getting restored and I can do this. I can minister to a lot of people, but he didn't have peace. Um, and then that's what led him staying and doing ministry, which obviously was the right choice and right decision. It comes down to an individual thing. Uh, there, there's a lot of things that might seem good out there, and but you got to have the peace of God. Right. I know with Ryan yeah. uh, yourself too, like I know when Ryan came to the Lord, one of his things was getting sober, kind of checking out, refreshing his mind and kind of seeing what, what's up and then possibly going back to the skateboard industry. That, that's what you thought you were going to do.
4: But God changed Wrong. the
3: direction, right? <laughs> God changed the direction. And that's where I think it, the, the balance of God's will and your passions and your desires, if you're sensitive to the Lord, I think he's going to direct those steps.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people are stuck in this position, though. The reason at the beginning why I said it was hard, because there's that place where you give your life to God. Let me get up on the mic here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, a play, there's a time when you give your life to God and you come out of that old lifestyle mm-hmm. or whatever it is. But then you, you're struggling with what you're used to doing. You're used to doing your will. You know what I mean? Right. Or, or the things that you love or the things that you've been doing, let's just say your whole life. So then all of a sudden you find yourself in the situation going, I want to do this. I want to do this. But then is it, is it God's will or whatever? Right. And it's, it's, it's hard because there's this war. You know, I know when I, when I stepped out of the industry for a minute to get sober to figure out what I was going to do. I mm-hmm. I did not want to leave the industry. I did not want to l- stop working in the music industry. I did not want to leave that all that that whole lifestyle mm-hmm. because it's it's amazing. It's fun, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, who wants to work in a you know four walls? Who wants to work in a corporate <laughs> office? Plus, right? it's something you love. You love skating yeah. since you were a kid. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm not only in the skateboard world, but I'm re- working in the music world with mm-hmm. musicians, traveling the right. world. I mean, I'm living this right. this dream. You know what I mean? But it got to a place where. I could have fought for it. I could have got sober and been like, dude, I'm going back. Cause that's, that's all I know how to do. But what I did is there was this point in my life where I decided that I go, you know what I'm going to, I know what I want to do. My will, my will is like, I'm gonna get clean and I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna do marketing and make work more in town than travel and put myself in situations mm-hmm. that could be sketchy. Right. So, but I decided that I was going to give my life to God and I, I knew what I want to do, but I said, I want I, I just put myself in a situation where I go, dude, I'm gonna to surrender to you, God, and I want to let you show me what you have for me. But my what I want to do bad is just to go immediately back. But what I did is I just surrendered and gave my life to God and said, God, work out the details of my life. And as I did surrender to him, he brought back all the things that I love to do. I mean, he, he put those desires in my heart from a very young age, mm-hmm. you know, to, 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 to bring people together, to do events, to do parties, to, to be involved in like product and all this, diff- you know, all these different things that I'm involved with. So he put those desires in my heart. But the thing is, is I was doing it my way. So when I surrendered to him, he showed me how to do it his way. And now everything that I was doing, I'm doing all that stuff again. I got to launch my own. I don't want to say it's a brand. It's not a brand. It's, it's a movement, but right. it has brand elements, as in it has like product. We do concerts. We have a radio show. I travel around. I speak. I'm still working with skateboarders. I'm still working with tattoo artists. I'm working with freestyle motocross riders. I'm working with surfers. I mean, we're working with so many different people. So all those desires in my heart that I had, I just had to surrender everything to him. And then every all those, 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 those desires and all those talents that God forms us with, he brought them back to life. And now I get to do all that that I was doing before, but, and much more. Yeah. Right. For so sure. it is a tough place because when you give your life to God, the hard part is the surrender. Right. That's the hard part. Cause you're yeah. like, I want to do my will, but then God, what do you call me to do? And all he wants to do is say, surrender to me, give your life to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you your heart's desires. Mm-hmm. Right. All those desires that you have in your heart and things that you don't even know you like, God is going to bring to pass in your life, but it comes down to the place where we need to deny ourselves, give our life to him, and surrender to him, and then let him shape you, let him mold you, let him start working out those details in your life, and then he will start just opening doors. He'll start opening doors with jobs. He'll bring your wife, your husband around. If kids are in the program, he's going to bring the kids into play. If it's his will that you have a house, all these things are going to happen But it all comes down to surrender. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. Did I explain it right?
3: I think so. And I think one thing that Melinda said that I totally agree is like when you align your will with with God, his desires become, you know, your desires. Mm -hmm. I I believe that too. That's my Mm -hmm. prayer at times. Like, Lord, let your desires be my desires. Mm -hmm. I want what you have for me, not what I think I want. Right. And you're right, Ryan, too. Like that comes a place of victory where there's surrender. There's that chapter in James 4 where it says, you who boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. And what you should do is like, if the Lord wills, I shall do this or do that. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, your life is but a vapor. You're here today, you're gone tomorrow. And you ought to say, if the Lord wills. And that just means like, Lord, are you opening up this door? Is this you or is this me? Like, I only want what you have for me. And I I believe it's very balanced. And like, and another thing, the, the misconception that, that God is going to send you somewhere that you have no desire or passion to go. You know, it's like, oh, man, I'm going to pray to be a missionary. and He's going to send me to this deep part of Africa I've never right. wanted to go. No, he's, <laughs> exactly. that's not how it works. He's going to place those desires in your heart, those passions. It's going to align to his will, mm-hmm. and he's going to direct your steps. And like Ryan said, uh, you know, same thing with a lot of people. Like when you give it back to the Lord, he gives it back to you in a greater way, in the way that where he can be glorified through it. You know, my thing, I've, lo- I've loved sports my whole life, basketball, football, baseball, I love that stuff. I want to be baseball, basketball player. Like, I, I love those things. Um, and I love competition. I love team sports. I love the... All the lessons that you learn there, you know, and being in ministry and getting caught up all the time, not able to do those things anymore. But now on this side of uh, being, you know, coaching with my son's teams, all the relationships you're developing with like right. 12 kids, you're able to like impact their lives, all the parents and everything. God flips it. You know, right. people know what I do, know that I'm on this radio show, know that I pastor, don't have to say much, but you're impacting lives in, you know, ways that you probably never thought possible, exactly.
2: mm-hmm. you know? And there's, there's even a lot of people that will say, you know, they don't want to trust the Lord. They don't want to trust God with their lives. And even like when they date, you know, they're like, well, I'm dating this girl and, you know, I need to have sex with her. So I make sure that if I marry her, you know, that I'm going to be sexually attracted no, to her. Right. To her. Yeah. My, my, because, my life. because
1: there's a fear that if you marry her that you guys won't have good sex.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 – and that's the thing is where it comes down to like when you trust God – he knows the best for you. He's gonna. He's not gonna bring you some like girl that you're not attracted to. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't know, man. Because if I wait, I don't know if I'm gonna get the right girl. This is or whatever. the cross that I must bear. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you see a girl, you're like, oh God, no, not her. And he's like, you're like, like yeah, I want that's a really Tall
1: girl, and then he's gonna give you like someone who's super short. Like, come on. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like you don't know who God is. Then.
2: So what's what's the nugget? The nugget is. Surrender to God, trust Him, and let Him work out His eternal purpose in your life. It takes time; it doesn't happen overnight. Right. A lot of people, you know, we've seen a lot of people that will come to God, and we have a lot of our, you know, friends. Or we've even talked to a lot of different people with Sean mm-hmm. where they come in, they give their life to God, and rad things are happening. They're like, "Man, they're like, yeah, I really like this whole thing, man. I feel good, this and that. Things are going." And then, like a couple of weeks later. Some cares of the world come in, some hard times, whatever it is. They get distracted. They stop going to church. And then next thing you know, they're back getting wasted. They're doing their thing. And then they, they're not down with God anymore. Exactly. And it's like, it's not the genie button. It takes time. It you takes know? time it takes, for cause sure. Because God's working out his eternal purpose in your life. He's working through those situations In your life. He's still working. I mean, still. (laughs) Still.
3: I've been, and I would encourage the listeners out there. I mean, there's so many places in the Bible that you can read. But um, right now on Friday nights, we've been teaching the book of Hebrews chapter 11. I've done it like in three or four studies. It's amazing. And it kind of like talks about all these different, those that have gone before us, like Abraham and all this stuff. There's so many lessons you can learn. You saw that God timing is perfect all the time Yep, and all of them had moments where they were had lapses of faith they were wait you know waiting on god and then they got involved and they did something in the flesh and then there was consequences there's so many lessons that you can learn i would encourage you to do so because that's what we're doing we're living a, a life of faith we're walking by faith and we're going to go through those dry times where you're not seeing all those things like come to pass you know um I don't want to go on and give all, all these breakdowns of all these Bible studies, but things are just going Thank
2: through God. my. <laughs>
3: going, they're going through my mind of like how God was faithful to Joseph. God was faithful to Abraham. All these guys, not perfect men, no. guys that had a lot of um, faults for sure. Exactly. Um, but that should be an encouragement to you guys that are listening right now.
1: The lines are blowing up.
2: Okay, yep. here we go. So um, I think I got a question. I was a Christian my whole life, and it never made me happy. I'm open to all. But I'm 22, and I'm wondering when I will be happy. Okay, let me read that again. Yep. Here we go. Let's see. I was a Christian. Man, I can't see now. The stupid camera. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this whole Instagram thing is a bad is idea. Yeah. Bad there we I was a Christian him. my whole life, and it never made me happy. I'm open to it, but I'm 22, and I'm wondering when I will get. And I will not. When, I will want What? I'm wondering when I'll get to be happy. There we go. Well. It's not just like a genie button like we were just talking Mm -hmm. about. It's just not like, hey, um, God, come into my life, and I'm happy. Make me happy. Yeah. Yeah, It's not like that. Mm -hmm. What happens is when will you be happy? You'll be happy the day when you surrender to God. You get plugged into a church that teaches the Bible. You start reading. You start praying, which is talking to him, and you start have a relationship with him. That's how relationships work. It's like a two-way street. It's like I talk to God, he talks back, we communicate and that's how we we go through life. Yep. But exactly. how can you be happy with God or be a happy Christian if there's no relationship with God? So you got this, you're 22, you're open to it, that's the first step. Second step is ask him into your heart and get sur- people that are surrounding you that are going in that same direction, there has to be a relationship. That is the key. So let's go ahead and take this call right here. Uh Let's see, it's Joseph, Joseph from the Bay Area. What up, Joseph?
5: Hey, what's up, Ryan? Chilling, what's you're listening on?
2: live, man. W- welcome to the show. What's your question tonight?
5: So my question is, I'm a, a youth leader, and I we're teaching through the Book of Romans. Hmm. And in the Book of Romans, it's so rich with doctrine, and and so living in the Bay Area is very, very liberal up here. And one of the girls in the youth, the high school youth, walked down and ended up crying and because she has a lot of uh homosexual friends and homosexual family members and the mom ended up coming in and talking to uh the leaders at the church and just saying that you know that she's okay with these things but she calls herself a christian so how do we address this with the youth in general and with the parent
2: homosexuality is a <laughs> It's a huge thing, pansexual, mm-hmm. transgender. I mean, this is just the society we live in. Um, I mean, the way we address this. I'm trying to think the way I address it. I, I, mean, I, I love the community. I love every single person. That's I love the gays. I love the lesbians. I love them all. The Bible clearly talks about sin, though, obviously, and I don't. I don't think it should be. I mean, we got to stand for what the bible stands for for sure cuz that's that's what makes us christians we believe mm-hmm. everywhere the bible obviously but i don't like to come i don't like to really focus hard on cuz it seems like a lot of people just kind of focus on the homosexual community when the reality is there's so many other sins as well that are that are going on so the way i the way i teach you know is that god is not down with sin. So if you're a liar, if you're a murderer, if you're wrapped up in homosexuality, if you're cheating on your wife, you're having sex with your boyfriend or girlfriend, any of these things are all sins and they're all equal. And God's not down with that. And that's why He died on the cross for us that He can come into our life and He can start transforming us. But when I come, when I start talking to people that are coming out or still wrapped up in the gay community or, or transgender or whatever it be, I tell them that Jesus loves them. And for them to find their identity, not in their sexuality, but to find their identity in Jesus Christ. And as they come to church and they read the Bible and they have people that love them around them, then God can do the work. But the reality is the homosexuality, the homosexual community and people that are wrapped up in that stuff, they're just waiting for Christians to come bashing them, to come hating on them. And the reality is most of them, which I've talked to a lot of, I'm I'm surrounded actually by and talking to and working with a lot of different um, people that are Uh, Gay and lesbian and a lot of them come from really bad uh, messed up backgrounds, you know, Um, people that have been molested and um, just put in bad situations or just weird and bad things. So when you really look at the gay community at in whole, it's a very broken place. So I'm personally extra loving when it comes to those subjects, me personally.
3: I I think you de- definitely have to be loving. I I think it's a it's a sensitive um, situation, and not, for Joseph, you know. Um one of the things that, as Ryan's talking about right now, I'm just kind of thinking in my mind, Book of Romans, to me, is my favorite book of the Bible. And like you said, it is rich in doctrine. The first three chapters are very heavy, and you're probably talking about chapter one, when it talks about all of the sins, and he goes off of unforgiving, unloving, and, and homosexuality, and uh, women given over to women, and all these things that are against God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the struggle is for all of us in teaching God's Word, the Bible tells us to teach the word in season and out of season. It doesn't just mean, like, be ready to give a Bible study any moment. It's being ready when it's popular and when it's not popular, basically. Um, the thing that's different with homosexuality in our culture is that many, all of us can attest that being a murderer is wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody that has a, that's a drunkard is wrong. You know, but the society around us is accepting homosexuality, not as a sin, you know. And so that is the battle that we are in. And so we do have to um, uh, have the sensitivity to the spirit to minister to the people by not compromising God's word. But like Ryan is talking about talking at it as a whole, because it is sin. It is against God, um, God's nature. When God um, talks about marriage, God created man and woman. He made no mistake about it the way that he set up the whole relationship between a man and a woman is ordained by God and is something that the enemy has always tried to distort and tried to pervert all the way to this present time.
2: And in Leviticus, it says, you know, no man with man. He's right. very clear. Very clear. You know, very clear on that. And there's, we, we are, we stick to the, the 100% to the Bible belief. But what I was trying to say also is that I think about that verse, wise is, Paul says, be wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. Mm-hmm. And the culture that we live in right now the first thing that they're gonna come up and talk to you about, like I was at a I was at a concert not long ago, um, just a you know, mainstream concert, and um this these these boy and this girl came up to me and they said, Hey, uh, Ryan, we you know, we know you from the Whosoever's movement and um, you know, we start talking and I find out that they're both atheists. and you know, I start sharing uh Christ with them and the first thing they ask me, What do you think about homosexuals? Mm-hmm. First thing, (laughs) because they're waiting for us. Why did they ask me? Because tons of their friends are gay. Right. I have gay friends. I've said Mm -hmm. that before. I have gay and lesbian friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is the thing. We have to be wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. We have to navigate and use wisdom because we know this is where we're at in culture. We have to use – we have to be wise – and use and be, what am I trying to say here? When we talk to this these youth groups, because that's who you're talking to, you're talking to the the millennials mm-hmm. that most of our friends are probably gay right. or bisexual. If right. not gay, they're bisexual.
3: Or approving of it. Or, like yeah. it's just, oh, yeah. It's just a common, well, 90, common yeah. relation, especially up in San Francisco where yeah. he's talking
2: about 99% of the people you're talking to approve of it, okay? It's not a big deal, whatever, right. out there. So now God's going to have to give you wisdom, how to be sly as a serpent, gentle as a dove, but to get through truth, through love. Mm -hmm. Because if anything, what you want this girl to do is you want her to feel love at this youth group that you're there and that you guys aren't preaching fire and brimstone. And, you know, but you you guys are saying what the Bible teaches. But that God loves them, right? And He wants to reach them, and this would be a great opportunity for love to love her friends and invite them to come to youth group, mm-hmm. where you could share with them and you could reach them, right? So that God's going to have to direct you in that. That sounds like an amazing missionary project that you have, right? Exactly. There. Yep.
1: Yep.
5: I don't
2: know if that helped you, Joseph.
5: No, that that, that completely does. I mean, you know, um, <clears throat> I grew up going to Calvary. Golden Springs, and I know God has me here for a reason. So, uh, if wherever God wants to use me, that's where I want to be. And and uh, you know, I I grew up, like I said, grew up in the church, and I ended up straying away, and I lived a, a life of heroin and drugs and alcohol, and that's why I I want to emphasize so much on the teaching and, and sharing God's word with these with these children.
2: The te- yeah, keep true. the te- Obviously, keep the teaching. That's the most important. Right. But love covers a multitude of sins. We have to love this community. As far as the, just even the millennials, we got to love them and speak truth to them. They don't want, they don't want any bull. They -hmm. want it straight. And if they know that you're the real dude and you actually love them, dude, people Mm -hmm. are going to open up to you.
1: Exactly. That's just the
2: bottom line. That's just where we're at. They don't want the sugar coat. They don't want the fire, fire and brimstone. I, dude, I talk about hell and heaven all the time, but it's all about love and that God has a plan for them. Then you're going to go to hell. Yep. So jump on the bandwagon with all the other Christians, you know. Exactly. I'm not saying you're doing that, but that's kind of yeah. the deal. Well, thank you for your call, Joseph, dude. You're up, up there, man. We'll be praying that. Um, you got a rad mission field up there, um, up north.
5: Yeah, appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much, and God bless. Right, all right, bye, Joseph. Bye. Take bye. care.
3: If you're tuning in right now, this is live with Ryan Reese. If you have a question, you can call in uh, throughout the evening at triple eight five six four six one seven three. Again, triple eight five six four six one seven three. You can comment on any of our social media as well, and you can also watch a live stream at Ryan Reese dot com. I want to take this moment just to kind of uh, just to plug the Whosoever's. I would encourage you guys to go to thewhosoever's.com. There's always new product that's coming out. There's um, uh, events as far as the Kill the Noise Tour uh, that Ryan and his crew has been, been doing off and on for the last almost two years now where they're able to get into high schools in, in the surrounding area. And if you want them to come to your high school, you can go um, to thewhosoever's.com and email and they'll be able to get you dialed in and see how that will work out in the schedule. You can also go to Ryan's website at ryan com to check out all the Shine Archives studies that he has done over the last uh, couple years and all the radio archives as well.
2: Right on. Well, did you give out the number? It's 800—or, yep. I'm sorry, it's 888-564-6173. 888 <laughs> we got about three minutes left. Let's take this call. Um... Here we go. We're going to take Paige from Texas. How are you doing, Paige? You're on live with Ryan Reese. What's your question hey, tonight? Hi.
6: Hello. What's up, Paige? Um, I wanted to see if you could kind of expound on your experience. You spoke up the other night about you got saved in your car with the Holy Spirit when you guys were talking about that.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: Because uh, one of my best friends, uh, God put her in my life six years ago, hardcore atheist, and uh, tomorrow will be her sixth visit to church with me. Mm hmm. Um, and, um, through every message she is, I can see the Holy Spirit. She's just in tears every single time. And I'm just, I don't know that she's accepted Christ to be her Lord yet, but so I was just wondering when that happened to you, Ryan, were you, had you already invited Christ to be your Lord or did that, ha- I
2: mean, yeah, I know what you're I, trying to say. I, I basically, I gave my life to God in a hotel room. I just said, Jesus, you know, I said that prayer, Jesus, forgive me for my sins and just come into my life. I don't. I don't know what it looks like, but just show up. Yeah. But then I yeah. was that was the um the indwelling. So you invite Christ in your life and the Holy Spirit he says that the Holy Spirit will, you know, um will be inside of you. And then you have that upon experience where you mm-hmm. get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So that was yeah. a, just a different deal. You know, I was just driving and I was I was praying and singing and the next thing you know, I just felt like just this Holy Spirit um, yeah. Come upon me, but sounds like if she's like in church and the Holy Spirit's like all over her, you know, just oh, yeah. drawing her. Oh yeah.
6: And God has just recently opened up my eyes to see um, my prayers over the past six years because I've been praying for divine appointments for God to put people in her life, and He's just opened my eyes recently, and I found out about friends of mine I didn't even know were going and seeing her. She's a tattoo artist. I'm going to see her and talk to her and loving on her. And cool. it really yeah. was like God going, hey, I hear you. I love you. And I've not ignored you over these six, six years. I've been working, and now she's with me, and she's reading a Bible that I bought her. And, I mean, it's just amazing. It, it, it's like every time I leave her, to leave church, I, I drive home, I'm speechless. I'm just, like, I'm, I'm literally in awe of how Big and far and deep and wide our God his love our Lord's love is for us and so yeah So my, my heart is reaching out to people that the church doesn't you know or people that have been hurt by the church and she's like yeah. this is my church right. thank you for inviting right. me thank you for never giving up
2: we're right. gonna have to hold on one second we are going to break we will wrap up that call right when we get back
0: More Live with Ryan Reese coming up. No, no. everything all right? Sure. Call now, one 564 6173 Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I
3: think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo.
0: Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese.
2: Don't say what you yeah. All right, we're trying to figure out this whole Instagram thing here. All right, here we go. I got He's it. Got They're laughing. All right, so let's let's finish up with that call. Um, where's Paige? she at? What, what page? Where's she at? Where is Paige? Here right we
1: there. go. Is she still there? Oh. Hello. Hi, pages.
2: All I'm right, Paige. <laughs> we well, let's finish up that what you were talking about. You were just saying how you know God's using you to to reach out to people that are maybe burnt out on on the church or like people that have been um had religion. Jesus misrepresented to them and maybe yeah. Even d-
6: religion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you know what? I can tell you this, that one verse came to my mind when you were talking last, uh, right before the break, it's the harvest is ripe. But the workers are few. Who will I send? And you know yeah. what? You're just, God's using you to pick off one person at a time and, uh, basically just, just be there and be led by the spirit and show up and be able to have conversations. And that's, that's what it's about. What I've seen the most effective is, is when you're talking to people about God, because, you know, Jesus is portrayed as a, as a joke in, in this culture. Satan's obviously very popular. Pentagrams are more trendy than the uh, the trucker hat mm-hmm. in 1990, mm-hmm. right. 1999 <laughs> or whatever right. that right. was. That's a creature <laughs> hat, you know what I mean, yeah. that whole deal. But uh, the deal is, what I've learned is just um, having uh, communication and relationships with people. And, and Jesus was the king of relationships. He was constantly out. You know With the um, multitudes, with all those people, those those were not believers. Those people all yeah. lived by the Galilee. They called it Galilee of the Gentiles. So he yeah. was out there with the multitudes, 15,000 people, the men, 5,000 plus the women and children. Then he would tour around to the 10 cities, and he was just going all to these different reasons, Caesarea, Philippi, um, um, Beatitudes, all these different places, and he was – hanging out he was going and hanging out with tax collectors in the houses the religious leaders were looking at him and saying what is jesus doing hanging out with such scum and he's like dude i didn't come for the well i came for the sick you know so he constantly was putting himself out there and having relationships and and talking and hanging out he wasn't just going in and and saying what he thought was right and then leaving he was actually. I mean, it says that he was out there with the multitudes for right. three days. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
6: He was
2: yeah. straight chilling for like thirty-six hours, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So
6: I, I don't want to take up all your time because I want other callers to come in. Nice. But I just want to thank you for everything you guys are doing because I, you guys kind of saved my life. Like I started calling you guys like uh, six years ago, which is oh, no the time I, I met her. And, um, so yeah, I, so I've, I've been watching for a long time and following you guys and, um, supporting you guys financially and stuff. And I keep doing what you're doing. That's so cool. Um, that just really, uh, and also Sean really hit a nerve with me last week because when he talked about DL Moody and, uh, just like turn it off, God, it's so much. I had that experience one time mm-hmm.
1: with the Holy and, Spirit. And I was
6: just, I was just bawling. I was on my knees. I'd been praying. And it was like, God, turn it off. It's more love than I've ever, ha- I can handle. Mm. It. And, and it really got my attention. So I really want to find that book and read more about it. it was- uh,
3: yeah. How God Used D.L. Moody. Check it out. Uh, written by R.A. Tori, who was like his right-hand man. You can actually download it, I believe. You can find it online. How God right on. Used D.L. Moody. Search it.
6: Right on. All right. I love you guys. All God right. Bless, and thank you for taking my call.
2: Right on. Thank you for being a part of the movement. We love you guys. Dude, Pretty I, awesome that is call. So, that is so cool, man. That is so cool.
3: If you guys are tuning in right now, this is Live with Ryan Reese. I'm going to give out the number again. 564 five six four six one seven
2: three. And those voices that you're hearing in the studio is Mr. Sean McKeon and Mrs. <laughs> Melinda Reese. My sister-in-law, my crazy yeah. Loud. Awesome, right. loud and proud, Cicero. <laughs> There's no other people I'd rather be with besides my wife on Saturday night, hanging out in the studio. <laughs>
1: exactly. I. Yep. Aye.
3: Hey, hey, real quick again. I want to. We talked about this last week. Let me plug it one more time because it's only a week away. The CCA West Coast Conference that Ryan is going to be speaking at uh, April 3rd to the 5th. If you want to register, this is going to be the last week to do it. That it's pretty much almost full right now. But there'll probably be a sponsor for a few more if you want to attend uh, this event. But you do need to register. Go to ccawestcoast.org. Ryan speaking, Rawls speaking, Mike McIntosh, David Rosales, uh, Don McClure, Garrett Bueller, John Randall, a bunch of guys. Um, I know you guys will ha- have an amazing time if you're able to come out. This is for men and women, pastors, leaders, those that have a, a call of God stirring in their life. They want to be uh, encouraged in their walk. Come on out.
2: Yes, all legends. And I'm still in the roster I for know. now. I'm not kicked <laughs> off yet. There's I'm, still time. You got six days. I right. Is it six days? Yeah, six uh, days. A little bit more Anything can little happen bit more in six days. There's guys. a countdown. We pulled Ryan Reese from the. Con- <laughs> we just think it's a good idea. No. <laughs>
1: exactly.
2: <laughs> so sick. No, I'm pumped, man. I want all the. I want young people to come out. Yep. Um, I'm. The, I'm going for the young people. It's a. Pa- it's a pastors leaders conference. Right. But my focus is like I'm like I'm going for the young leaders. My message is for the young leaders. I want to get them fired up, get them on point, and uh, to go out and just tear it up mm-hmm. for God mm-hmm. and, and reach this, this generation, man, to do, to do some amazing things. That's my main focus. Because I'm like, what am I going to say to the pastors? You know, these guys are way better speakers than me. They've been doing it a long time. These guys are like legends. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I want to come in and, and, and talk to these young people because I know what they're going through. I know what the struggles are. Right. That's the thing is God's really been speaking to me just about what the struggles are in this generation with even the young leaders. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the mind. Satan's going after the mind, the lust, you know, the fingers, our fingers, our eyes, our hands, our eyes. You know, mm-hmm. the, the verse when Jesus says, you know, if your eye causes sin, pluck it out. If your right. hand causes sin, you Cut know, think off. about this generation. You know, here we are with our phones, our eyes and our fingers, our yep. hands. That right there, just that combination right there can lead us. I mean, I struggle with it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I'll be on my phone and stuff will just end up on my screen, and then, boom! All of a sudden, now I'm like, whoa! Sure. That happened today. That happened today, where I was literally like, <laughs> "Yo, turn that off!" Like, what the heck? What the heck was that? Yep. And right. then I was at my friend's house last night, and her, we're all in this room, and her daughter's scrolling through the phone or scrolling through the the computer, and all of a sudden she's watching something on YouTube, and she's like, "Hey, what are you watching?" She's like, "I, I don't know," and we're like. Turn that off right now! Right. Like it just happens that fast. Yeah, it I, does. And it was, dude. That's the that's the world we live in. That's the uh, you know the times with technology and stuff. Oh yeah. But how is it? I mean, if we could just be honest, even as we're the positions that we're at, or we're trying to be leaders in in, mm-hmm. in the church in different places, but it's so easy for you. I mean, even when you're on Instagram, can you accidentally just come across something? Sure. gnarly?
3: Easy. Okay, so easy. if
2: me and you are the only ones being honest here, yeah, not that you're not. Man, <laughs> But I'm saying, like, we're the only ones that have that I've ever heard talk about it within the yeah. church that I've heard. That means every pastor, every young leader, mm-hmm. and Christians and everyone else are going through the same stuff that we're going through.
3: And it's that, a spiritual battle, you know. And if you know walking with the spirit of God, you need that conviction to come in your life where it's like it's, Holy Spirit. It's like alarm clock. It's like shut that off. Like you said, right? It's like those things, man. It's a pool. It's a pull of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Pornography is a pull of the enemy. It becomes like a drug addiction. You know, I've heard many stories and I remember back in the day with myself too. It's like you see something on television and, you know, you start to walk with the Lord but then it's like, there's like this pull. It's like, go back. Mm-hmm. See it for a second. Then you're like, no. And then you remember this. It's just like this mental warfare that's taking place and a lot of times um people don't realize that they're in this battle and just kind of give into it and they i i I deal with it all the time because i've 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 talked with many people i met with someone this last sunday and i want to give all the details that struggled with all of these areas was doing ministry for a while but these things became predominant and now he's on the sidelines trying just to restore his mind and he can't I think it came up earlier. It was on there about somebody. How do I forgive myself? Satan comes in with a lot of condemnation mm-hmm. and jacks up someone's mind um, so much that they can't are, aren't able to make it through some things. It's a warfare that's there. It you is. know, it's a battle. You just
2: said something. You just said something about how to forgive yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what this next question is about. We're going to go and take Charlie from Charles. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Char- hey. Charles hey. from Oklahoma. Hey, guys. Hello. What, what up, man? So what's your question tonight?
4: Well, you know, I know that God's forgiven me. It's sometimes you just you hit it pretty good on the head there, uh, me forgiving myself, because a lot of times I flash back to what I've been through over the years, you know, and I had a I had a really good close walk with the Lord, <clears throat> baptized with the Holy Spirit, and I I'd, I'd been tempted, and then I turned from it, and I'd get tempted again, and down the road, the enemy knew exactly where to hit me. And because I wasn't strong in Christ, uh, that I I didn't have the teachings, the proper teachings that I needed from the scriptures, Uh, once I did fall into it, I continued to fall into it. And then over the years, it destroyed my life, guys. I lost everything. Mm. I was hooked on meth and heroin. My my wife was hooked on pharmaceutical drugs and meth and, and heroin. She died on me when I walked in from work one time after a flight and I froze up. I couldn't do CPR. My son, he was all messed up. My daughter was on heroin, and it was brought in the door uh, by, uh, well, I'll just say it came in the door, not for me, but it came in the door, Mm -hmm. and when I slipped, then I became the enabler Mm -hmm. for the whole family, see, and it completely wiped us out, and it's only by the grace of God that I'm alive, but I lost everything, but God brought our family back together. He healed us. We were supernaturally delivered from, from a, I call it, sorcery or mm-hmm. Yeah. But Which we class? were delivered by the power of God. I didn't go through a rehab or anything for yeah. it. When I was flying, I went through a rehab, and they spent $56,000 on me for 30 days to get me off of alcohol, and it lasted two months. I fell right back into that, too. That's the I way that around.
2: works. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: But the power of God set me free. What I deal with is the mental parts of it, my failures and all these things. But uh, that's, that's what I struggle with, and I know God has the answer in the Word. It's just working your way through that. So I just wanted to say I wanted to be a testimony of help. I prayed and said, God, if you open this door and I can say something, I'll open my life because it's not my life anymore. It's Christ's life in me. But I still struggle with the mental parts of it. And I guess the only way I'm going to deal with that is to renew my mind on the Word of God. And I don't know what.
2: That's that's exactly it. it, And you know what? The enemy will come to you with those failures just like he comes to me, my dad, my mom, Sean, Melinda, all of us day in and day out because he knows that's the only way he can get to us with Mm -hmm. our failures over and over. But thank God that Satan – or thank God that – Jesus gets our sins, casts them as far as the east is to the west, and buries them in the deepest part of the ocean and brings them up no more so we don't got a trip on that. And we don't have to look backwards because we're we're not going that direction. We're moving forward.
1: Mm. Thank you for your call tonight, Charles. We love you. God bless you guys. Amen. Take care. Bye. Boom. Wow.
2: Someone just
1: uh, put on my Instagram that she opened up her phone and this naked woman came up on her phone we were just talking about. She opened it up. And there it was, and she has a seven-year-old son, and she's like, "What is he going to deal with in the years to come?"
2: Dude, and that's true. Oh, yeah. that's, that's it. That's it. Telling you right now. Here we go. New believer. Is it working, Christopher from El Monte? Hit it one more time. Uh,
3: oh, there we
2: all. go, Christopher from-, <laughs>
3: from El Monte. What's up? I can't speak. Sorry, Christopher. Hey, 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 hey.
0: <laughs> What's going on,
3: man? What's your question?
0: Hey, no. Uh. Yeah, you know, my question is, I I rededicated my life, you know, to Jesus Christ, like, a month ago, and since then, I've been doing exactly like, like, uh, like, I know when Christ calls you to repent, and you repent of all your sins, and you, you know, you you turn away, and you come to Jesus, I've been doing that, you know, since I'm not working, I always spend time in the secret place, you know, always reading the Bible, and getting, you know, uh, getting in prayer, uh, and, and constantly just, like, getting away from sin, you know, but now, now, like, uh, the, I guess I mis- misinterpreted something in the in the words, um, that that led me to feel like, oh man, I gotta tell everybody about you know about you, Jesus. Like now, like, I just got to that point where I felt like, 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 uh, um, I felt that I wasn't ready to go out and, and preach to everyone, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I just misread it wrong, and and it led me later on to fear, you know, to fear and. I always been a person that used to fear a lot, and my fear would lead to like, uh, like heavy phobias, you know. Right. Like, you just, you were, you like crazy thoughts, you know. And I will always like, like be led to lead like that, and and now like the uh, um, now when I'm trying to get into the word, cause I just read like earlier about uh, uh Peter, you know, when Peter came out of the water, I mean, came out of the boat, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, after Jesus called him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he started thinking, I, I feel like that, you know, like, man, like, I, I lost my focus on Jesus, but I try to focus on God, and, uh, and and man, I could get blown, like, I'm still, like, thinking, you know, like, yeah. I'm already forgetting everything, like, I was learning, you know, um, and this whole month, and this whole month, I already finished reading the whole four Gospels, you know, and I already, you know, learning it, and, like, already, I'm already forgetting everything, you know, I was, I was taught already by Jesus. All right. Well,
3: Christopher, let me let me um, share with you a couple things. One, you know, what you're going through, it's not um, foreign, you know. And I would say a lot of times, especially when we're first walking with the Lord, sometimes we could put more pressure on ourselves than we need to. You know, um, the Lord doesn't want you to, to live in fear. Um, anxiety and all those things, too. The enemy uh, uses those things to discourage us, to overwhelm us. And so I, I would not put so much pressure on yourself. I think that's what's taking place right now. I've had those moments before where I'm like, man, I read all this stuff. Now I feel like my mind's blank. I, I can't remember what I had just read, you know. and it happens for, all the time. You know, for, <laughs> and for some people, there's like this condemnation. Like, oh, does that mean I don't care? Does that mean, like, there's warfare that we're facing, you know. It's a process, Christopher. I would just encourage you to continue walking after the Lord. It is a walk of faith by prayer, and by growth in the Lord. The Lord will direct your steps. He's not looking for you to be the super human, you know, spiritual person. Like, he is going to direct the steps of your life as you just stay humble, seek his face daily, and he'll work out all the details.
1: I was reading a devotion by Chuck Smith, and the title of it is, Do Your Best and Commit the Rest.
3: Oh, yeah, I like that. You know, and he was
1: talking about being of good courage and let us be strong. And then it says, And the Lord do what is good in his sight. Mm. And that's where we need to be. We need to be like, okay, Lord, I'm just going to do my best and everything else that I feel that I might fail in or that I'm not doing right. I just commit it to you. Absolute surrender, knowing that God is in complete control and that he's, he has it. We don't have to worry. We don't have to fear. We don't have to, you know, think about it because realistically he is in control and he is going to do what he needs to do. He's going to per- do his will no matter with us or without us. Hmm. So either we get in the race and do it with him or we don't. And that's the choice that we have.
2: I caught something from that question that he said. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just gave my life back to God. Mm-hmm. I read all the Bible and all stuff. And in the Bible it says, like, I need to go out and tell people about it. So he, he's having this anxiety and fear because he felt like he had to go tell people about mm-hmm. Jesus. And it's like, when you're new, when you give your life to God, you know, when you're brand new in this whole thing, You don't really know what you're talking about much. Right. So just chill. Yeah. (laughs) And just learn. Right. And then when the time opens for you to, when you feel like you know more or God opens the door, then do it. But just, I just tell people, don't get so excited. Just relax.
1: We're so zealous in the beginning. Just learn. Because you have the truth. You've been living in darkness for so long. And then all of a sudden you have the truth and you have this joy and this Mm -hmm. peace that you've never felt before. Because without the Lord, you have this big hole Mm -hmm. that you're trying to fill with everything Mm -hmm. in the world. That you're just – you just feel like everybody needs this, which they all do. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you just get ahead of the spirit, you know what I'm saying, instead of just like, okay, Lord, like you need to teach me. And then when you open that door, I need to know when that door's open. Like I need to know that I know that you're leading me to share this with whoever I run into.
2: Because all your friends and all your family around you know you for who you were. Mm -hmm. So they're like, okay – he or she found Jesus last night, and now she's like, "You need Jesus." Right? They're like, "Are you a weirdo? Are you crazy?" Yeah. They need to see your life, exactly. to see if it's even real. I mean, you know, yeah. I could become an atheist tomorrow, and I'm like, "I'm an atheist." <laughs> well, there, you guys are all gonna watch and see if this whole atheist thing pans out, right? You know? Or I could exactly. become a homosexual tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? Well, let's just see if this whole thing pans out or not. You know, yeah, people have to sure. see your lives. I will not become an atheist. I will not become homosexual. But that's. You know, my point is they have to see your life.
3: There's a a question that came up, and this is kind of a general one, but Mm -hmm. I think it's something that we can all uh, relate to. Uh, I was from Jackie says, uh, Hi, Sean, how do we know when to fight back when we are getting attacked spiritually? I mean, the answer to that is right away. You know, spiritual warfare is part of the territory of the Christian life. We're kind of talking about that Mm -hmm. right now in the last caller, like, you know, spiritual warfare, anxiety and all that stuff. How do you know when the enemy is to to attack? Confusion. When there's confusion, that's maybe you're facing in your life right now. You're going through a difficulty, and there's like this condemnation. This, this, this um, unrest. Yeah, unrest. You know, of the enemy. And how do you fight back spiritually? Right. You got to pray. You got to seek his face. You know. I go through those moments. I know you've gone through that, Mm -hmm. Melinda. I know you go through that as well. Like we are in a spiritual battle. You know, as Paul talks about putting on that full armor of God, do you get, have your mind because you the Satan wants to mess up your mind. Right. Walk in truth. All those exactly. things that are there.
2: I was going for, through spiritual warfare for the last two days. Mm-hmm. My mind, because my mind—I've been trying to put this whole study together, and I just felt like anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, I just felt this whole thing. So what did mm-hmm. I do? It's so weird. You know, you know, how God speaks to you. He'll speak to you through like messages that are on the radio, or like he'll like. He'll speak to me to like verses I'll get through like a a website. They'll give me like daily verses. And in one day, I got pray three different ways in my life. So what did I do? Just like you said, Sean, pray. I started praying. But not only that, I started fasting. Mm -hmm. I said, Mm -hmm. I need it. I'm in a major spiritual warfare right Mm -hmm. now. I'm getting anxiety. I'm feeling kind of funny. So what did I do? I stopped eating. Mm -hmm. Because you deny the flesh. Cut that out, and then you're going to get more spiritually in tune to what God wants mm-hmm. to do. And then all of a sudden, everything just changed. It's like everything flipped upside down. Right. I got rid of the flesh, and I put the spirit uppermost. Exactly. Deny self. Started praying. I speak in tongues. I got that gift, so I just uh-huh. started speaking in tongues all day, you know, doing mm-hmm. the thing. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. I just know that God knows what I am what I need. Right. So I start speaking in tongues at my house. I'm fasting all day. And dude, God starts showing up. Mm. And then he starts unraveling this Bible study for me. Because mm. dude, prayer and fasting break, break strongholds. Exactly. That spiritual warfare you're messing with, those are strongholds. Yep. Just like I think in the book of Daniel, when when God sent the message and then they, um, the, the angel was delivering the message, you know, the, the pers- Michael, uh, yeah. Michael mm-hmm. came down and then the, the devil uh,
3: trying to hinder the message. Yeah. Came to
2: hinder the message. Right. For God to get to them. It's spiritual warfare. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities of darkness of the unseen world. But what happens is this church does not talk about fasting enough. Mm. Fasting. Mm. There's power in fasting. I've been, dude, I've been preaching this for a while. We need to fast. We need to pray. If you want to see strongholds broken and you want to see the power of God working in your life. I told someone the other day, they go, man, I'm going through all this stuff. I said, fast. I can't fast. I love food. I'm like, what? What? That's that's what fasting is. You do right. you're denying I was like I felt like I was eating crazy pills. I'm like, that's that's it. Denying yeah. th- Of course you love food. Exactly. You don't think I love tacos? Right. You don't think I like cold stone? Right. You don't think I like pink berry? Right. Like right. You don't think right, right? Z yeah, Pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I need to go on? <laughs> no.
1: I got it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Fuh? Yeah. Fast. Pray. Fast hard, pray hard, and watch God show up in your life.
1: And then but this is the thing, and this is what Chuck was explaining in this thing. He he said we often excuse ourselves from serving the Lord because of our, our inadequacies. Hmm. So Wait, who we said think that? Chuck. Okay. Smith, sorry. So we think we we we're not, you know, we don't have what it takes to go through it and then he says we leave the battle because we know that others are more qualified or more talented. And can do the job better. Mm. But God doesn't always call the most qualified person to do his work. He is not always looking for ability, just availability. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's where Satan gets a hold on people. He gets them and condemns them and makes them feel guilty and all this stuff that they deal with, you know, and Mm -hmm. then so they take themselves out of the battle. Because yep. they know they're, like, inadequate because Satan has told them and they're believing the lie instead of sticking in the battle because God knows. Mm-hmm. He knows that the people that he's chosen, they're not the best. Right. I mean.
2: That's how he gets glory. Yeah,
1: exactly. We're just, They're just available. We're just yep. willing. To, I'm just willing to do whatever he has for me. That's it. I know I'm not capable of doing Jack Billy squat, mm-hmm. but I'm available. I'm like, Lord, use me. I am a willing vessel. Use me.
2: So totally per- perfect example. We we went to, we went to the school Montclair and uh, Manuel and I. We showed up to uh-huh. do, you know Manuel was do, you know singing. He, he's a he's a hip hop artist. He's he's performing and then he, he walks away. He's like man, oh dude, that just sucked. Like the performance, you know this nothing was really working. Right, the sound, right. this and that. And I'm like dude, we just got to get out of the way. Yeah. Like yeah. who it doesn't matter. Just go do right. do do your best. And commit the rest. Exactly. I went up. I said, I don't even know what I said. I couldn't even hear the kids were talking. Probably the worst, I don't know, worst thing I've ever, like worst message I've ever given in my life. Right. And then boom, 600 kids get saved. Right. It wasn't my message. Exactly. It wasn't Emmanuel songs. Right. It was the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Also done through prayer and fasting.
1: Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's where the
2: power
3: is, boys and girls. Yeah, with that that being said, you know, I think God reminds us of a lot of those things. And Satan wants you to feel like you're inadequate, like you can't do anything. You know, that's how he's worked in so many right. people's lives. From, from Gideon to all of those up to the present time, like Ryan's saying right now, I've had that happen multiple times, th- times that you feel like you bombed a study. And then I remember it happened earlier in when Walk with the Lord, totally bombed a study. I thought I was never going to teach again yeah. because I felt like such a fool. And <laughs> we then, talked about that. Right? Yeah. And then on the Sunday night, I, I was I was going back, these three punk kids that are in the high school that you don't think listen to at all right. came up to me and says, dude, i like to study today, man. I love that. I'm like... <laughs> Do you even listen? Yeah. And to me, those are things I've always learned this now over the years. I have a short-term memory when it comes to any teachings that I do. I'm not looking for the results. That's God's thing. All I got to do is be obedient to the call of God. That's it.
1: Pure obedience.
3: That's it.
2: Well, tonight was epic. Thanks for tuning in, and we will be back next
4: week.
3: Next week. week. Peace.
0: This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.
6: You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God looks at your heart, not your gene size.